All right, to both sides, good morning. Let us begin. We have an incredible, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsors, our Tamatora sponsors, for the month of Teves, Dovi, and Nina Elman, for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month in honor of their daughter Ayelet becoming a Bas Mitzvah. May she continue to be a source of Nachas to the entire Mishpacha. We also thank our Dafyomi sponsors today, Jeremy and Tamar Lustman, in honor of the birthday of Jeremy's father, Dr. Mark Lustman. I think I saw Dr. Lustman on here before on Zoom with us. Mazel Tov, Adnev Esim Shanim Tovos. And we thank the Buchwalter family for dedicating today's Shir in memory of Judah's cousin, Chaim Zev, Ben Yitzchak, Aryeh Halevi, Zichron Libracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We also, of course, dedicate our learning this morning, Le'iloi Nishmas, Representing Dr. Aviva Weisbord, Ruchama Aviva, Bas Harav Shmuel Yaakov, Zichron Libracha, whose Levaya was today such an incredible and integral part of our community. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. And also with that, let us let us begin. So today's daf is Lamid Vav thirty six. We are Mir Hashem picking up. We are picking up on Lamid Hemim days thirty five B. So we left off. We left. <coughs> excuse me. We left off with an interesting case the Gemara brought up about Yotze Adam. Well, I'll just read you the beginning of the Bryce and then we'll pick up. So the Gemara, the, the Tanra Abanon was Yotze Adin Yedei Chavasa B'Tavo Shalom Niskan Shalom Niskan. That a person could, you might have thought, Yachol, you might have thought that a person would fulfill their obligation for matzah with tevel, which has not been rectified or remedied. Therefore, again, the Gemara explains no. To which the Gemara says, but I don't understand the whole premise. Tevel in general is something which has not been rectified or remedied. So what's the meaning of that particular statement? To which the Gemara said, the losochal alav chametz. Mish isuro mishum batochal alav chametz. So to which the Bryce is coming to teach us that the type of grain which is usable for Pesach is, or for Matzah is the type of grain that is only subject to the prohibition of becoming Chametz. But if you have grain ultimately that is subject to other prohibitions, that grain cannot be used for the creation of Matzah to fulfill one's mitzvah. To which the Gemara supposed to say two lines are from the bottom. So where did the Isra of Chametz go? In other words, what it sounds like Rabbi say is that once you have Tevel, that Tevel is incapable of becoming Chametz. But how could that be so? Well, where, where, did, where did the prohibition of Chametz go? Uh, the Gemara says, Amar says, Hamani, whose opinion does the Brisa reflect? Rabbi Shimon, he, the Amar in Isra Chalal Isra. Both say, the Bryce reflects the view of Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Shimon holds Ein Isr Chalal Isr. So we've seen this concept before, the idea that once something is prohibited, an additional level of Isr cannot devolve upon the same object. So the Gemara is suggesting, the Sanya Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Tap of Vav, if a person eats an avela, carcass of an animal, an animal that didn't have proper shkita, so a person eats an avela on Yom Kippur, they're going to be potter. So we'll say, what's Rabbi Shimon's logic? Rabbi Shimon's logic is like this. And I will say, that's an incredible novelty. Because even though, again, we know that normally when you go ahead and you eat on Yom Kippur, that is the chi of karis. Rabbi Shimon's holds that if you go ahead and you eat an avela, 
Nevela on Yom Kippur, in fact, you are Potter. Now, when we say Potter, what that means is Potter for Yom Kippur. You're still going to be Chayyip for Nevela consumption. But again, Nevela consumption, I'm not minimizing it, but Nevela consumption is a love. You're going to be Potter for Yom Kippur. Why does Rabbi Shimon hold that? Because that's what Rabbi Shimon holds is once that meat is Aser Alts Nevela, the prohibition of Yom Kippur cannot devolve upon that same piece of meat. That's the concept of Ein Iser Chal Al Iser. So Gemara is actually suggesting that maybe the Braisa is teaching us that once something is Aser because it's Tevel, essentially it can't become Aser because of Chametz. To which the Gemara says, Ravina, Ravina says, so that's Rav Sheshis' approach, that this Braisa is reflecting a very narrow view of Rabbi Shimon, <coughs> who holds Ein Iser Chal Al Iser. Ravina, Ravina says, I feel Timur it could even be the opinion of the Rabban on how so. Mishi Surah Mishum Baltochal Hamitz Bilvad. Yatsazer Shaini Surah Mishum Baltochal Hamitz Bilvad. Ela'af Mishum Baltochal Tevel. Suravina's interpretation is that no, the Brisa could even be reflective of the view of the Rabban who hold Isr Chalal Isr, that one Isr in fact can devolve upon a pre-existing Isser, but rather, again, what the Bryce is coming to teaching is as follows. The only type of grain which can be used to produce matzah for Pesach is the type of grain that is only subject to the prohibition of chametz and not something else in addition to that. Therefore, you can't use grain of tevel, because grain of tevel, in addition to being subject to chametz, is also subject to tevel. To which the Gemara says, Midi Bilvad Ksiv, does the Brysa say that? That only grain that is subject to the prohibition of Chametz, but not something else, can be used for Matzah. Hello, Mechabar Tekid Rav Sheishas. Rather, Rabbi say ultimately it would appear that, it would appear that it's the, the interpretation of Rav Sheishas is clear, and therefore this Brysa is reflecting the view of Rabbi Shemes. Well, it's just an interesting Brysa. So Brysa, therefore, that teaches me that if you have grain that is tevel, if you have grain that is tevel, that grain ultimately, again, cannot go ahead and be used to manufacture matzah for Pesach. According to Rabbi Shimon, why not? Because in order to be used for grain for matzah, that same grain has to be subject to the prohibition of chametz. And according to Rabbi Shimon, therefore once the grain is asr alts tevel, it cannot become asr alts chametz. Sheet of Rabbi, of Rabbi Shimon. Good. We'll say, let's go a little bit Suppose another interesting brisa. You might have thought that a person <coughs> could fulfill their obligation of matzah with Maiser Shini in Yerushalayim. So let's remember again, Maiser Shini is a tithe that, you, that, the, that the Jewish farmer has to take. But unlike the other tithes, Maiser Ishon, Truma, even Truma's Maiser, Maiser Ani, which have to be given to others, Maiser Shini is consumed by the owner, with the caveat that what? That it be consumed in Yerushalayim itself. So listen to this interesting Bryce. So imagine the following situation, which, which by the way must have been a very common scenario. So Bryce, when did you bring up your Maiser Shini to Yerushalayim to eat it? When? When? During the Regalim. So we'll see, this is actually a very Shaykh case. So I'm coming to you, Shalayim, for Pesach. Coming to you, Shalayim, for Pesach. And I bring my Maestro Shani with me. 
I bring a Maeser Sheni along. So I'll say, so now, this is great. My Maeser Sheni is grain. I'm going to chapa and I'm going to use my Maeser Sheni to produce matzah. So now again, it's Shalom HaYisrael. Everything is wonderful. I'm going out, I'm using my Amini Maeser Sheni. I'm also using my Maeser Sheni for Pesach. This is perfect. To which the Gemara says, So Yocho Yotzi Adami Dechavasa Maeser Sheni. Bishan, you might have thought that you could fulfill your obligation of matzah and Pesach with your Maeser Sheni in Yerushalayim. Talmud Lomar, Lechem Oni. Therefore, but the Pasuk says, Lechem Oni, which teaches me what? Mash Ne'echal Ba'aninos. Yotzazesh Eno Ne'echal Ba'aninos Ela B'Simcha Divrei Rabbi Yossi Haglili. So I will say, ultimately, Rabbi Yossi Haglili says it doesn't work. You can't make matzah out of your Maeser Sheni. Why not? Because I will say, the Torah, when it describes matzah, calls matzah Lechem Oni. Now, at least the interpretation over here, According to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, <coughs> means lechem oni means that something bread matzah shenechal be'aninos, which you could eat even in a state of mourning. So Rabbi says interesting because Rabbi Yossi Aglili is understanding oni from lashon aninos, lashon of mourning. So the only type of matzah you could fulfill your obligation with on Pesach is the type of matzah that you could eat while in a state of aninos. But Maestro Shemi cannot be consumed in a state of aninos. Maeser Sheni can only be consumed in a state of simcha. Now, what Saint Rashi points out over here, Mishenecha Ba'aninos, Rashi says, it's the first short line in Rashi, Shemutar la'ochlo kishu onen, darush be'lechem oni, o Maeser Sheni inonecha ba'aninos, tichsev lo'achalti ba'oni mimenu. So we'll say this is by vidui Maeser, by the confession of the Maeser. One of the things you quote-unquote confess is that you did not eat your Maeser Sheni in a state of aninos. Therefore, Rabbi Yosef Ali says, Halacha la'maisa, you cannot go ahead and make matzah out of Maeser Sheni. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, no, you can Matzos, matzos, riba. Rabbi Akiva says, no, halacha la you can make matzah out of Maeser Sheni, because Rabbi said the Torah uses the plural of matzos as a riboy. The fact that the word matzah is used in the plural indicates to me that there are many different types of matzah that can be used to satisfy my obligation, including matzah made out of Maeser Sheni. Imkain. If that's the case, so now listen to this. So this is actually a fascinating machlokas. I just want to point out, he's understanding lechem oni as if it was what? Rashi points out as if it was written with an aleph, right? And lechem oni comes to teach me that I could only discharge my obligation with matzah, which could be consumed in a state of mourning, which effectively comes to exclude meiser sheni. I, Rabbi Akiva, what do you do with Lechamoni? So he says, Prat le'isa shinilusha be'yayin v'shemen u'dvash. According to Rabbi Akiva, this, tum- this comes to exclude matzah or dough, which was kneaded with wine, oil, or honey. So we'll say, so Lechamoni, Lechamoni, Rabbi Akiva understands, means a poor man's bread. A poor man's bread. What's poor man's bread? Flour and water. Flour and water, no other additives. The moment you have other additives, ultimately, again, you can't use it for matzah. So my time is Rabbi Akiva. So what's Rabbi Akiva's logic? Miksiv lechem oni. Does it say lechem oni? No. Oniksiv. See, Rabbi say, we're, we're vocalizing it as oni. But in fact, the way it's written in the Torah is ayin nun 
Yud. So Rabbi Akiva says, Oni. Uh, excuse me, Rabbi Akiva says it's written Oni. So to teach you that it has to be a poor man's bread. And poor man's bread means what? Just no additives. Flour and water. That's it. Rabbi Yossi Agalili, Mi Karinan Oni. Rabbi Yossi Agalili will say, One second, do we read it Oni? We don't read it Oni. Oni Karinan. We read it Oni. And I will say, so Rabbi, remember, Rabbi Yossi Agalili does two things. Number one, he reads it Oni. Number two, he imagines that it's not written with an ayin. What is it written with? An aleph, like aninos, like mourning. Rabbi Akiva, hide the karinan be oni. Rabbi Akiva said the fact that we read it oni, even though it's written oni kiddish shmuel, damer shmuel, lechem oni, lechem shaonin alov dvarim harbe. Because shmuel says, so why do we call it lechem oni? Oni is from Lashon of onin. This is bread that we speak a lot about, or bread over which many words are said. Which I will say, we'll see this again in the 10th parak of Psachim, the idea that matzah is the primary conversation piece of the Lel HaSeder. So we'll say, so a fascinating machlokes, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yosef Lili in Lechem Oni. Rabbi Yosef Lili Lechem Oni teaches me that only thing I could use for matzah is a type of matzah which could be consumed in a state of aninos, a state of mourning. And therefore Rabbi Yosef Lili says, you can't use Meiser Shani for matzah. Rabbi Akiva saying Lechem Oni, means ultimately, again, lechem sh'onin alav dvarim harbe and lechem ani, that it has to be simple bread, no additives like wine, oil, or honey. Does Rabbi Akiva really hold that halacha you can't use a dough which was kneaded with wine, with oil, or with honey? Vatanya, we learned, ain lashin udvash, so we'll say, really, on Pesach, you're not permitted to go ahead and knead a dough with wine, with oil, or with honey. Vimlash, what if you did it? What if you made it on Pesach? Rabbi Gamliel, Omer, Tisarif, Miad, Rabbi Gamliel says, you have to burn it immediately. Immediately. Then I will say, this goes back to yesterday's daf. So if you remember again, in yesterday's daf, we had a, the Gemara made a statement of, Me peros in machmitzin. That fruit juices do not allow the dough to become chametz. I pointed out to you, I mentioned to you, we didn't get a chance to do tosis, but I mentioned to you tosis on Ahmed Base, where ultimately, again, there's a major machlok, is exactly what this means. Clearly, there's an opinion that holds that may, what we call may peros, liquids other than water, expedite the chimot's process. And therefore, again, I will say that's the position of, of, Rabbi, of, the, of, the, of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel says, burn it immediately because the chimot's process with meiperos is accelerated. And if you don't go ahead and burn it immediately, it will become chamot. So cham the cham say, yochal, the chachamim say, you can eat it. You could eat it. Va'ama Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Shavasi ha'isa itzel Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua. So Rabbi Akiva says, you know, one time I spent Pesach by Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua, velashti lahem isa b'yayin v'shem al-advash, and I needed for them a dough on Pesach with wine, with oil, or with honey, v'lo amru li davar, and they didn't say anything to me. 
They didn't see anything. So, so this is interesting on two levels. Remember again, Rabbi Akiva just said before that Halacha Lamaisa, Lechem Oni says, you can't use matzah that's made with oil, wine, or honey. And yet here you see Rabbi Akiva making it on Pesach. And even according to those who say that you can't knead a dough with wine, with oil, with honey, means you could smear the dough afterwards with wine, oil, and honey. Rashi says, Tachin panel la'achar arichasa. So we'll see, you know, it's kind of like, you, ha- you have this like with challah, right? Sometimes after you make challah, you could smear the outside of the challah a little bit with some egg or something just to give it a little bit of a, of a shine. So the Gemara is suggesting that even according to the opinions who hold that you really can't make a dough with wine, with oil, and with honey, but after the matzah is finished, if you want to go ahead and smear the outside of it, to go ahead and give it a little bit of a shine, that would be permitted. To which the Gemara says, Asa'on letanakamo. This statement that you could smear it goes according to letanakamo. Vechacham nechom say, Es shaloshen bo mekatvin bo, Ve'es she'en loshen bo in mekatvin bo. The Chama on the other hand hold, Anything you can knead with, You can smear with. And anything you can't knead with, You can't smear with. And therefore again, the Chama would say, If you're not allowed to knead the dough, with wine, with oil, and with honey. You can't smear the dough afterwards with wine, with oil, and with honey as well. And everyone agrees, Rabosai, that what can't you do? You can't knead a dough with lukewarm water. Rabosai, why does everybody agree with that? Because everyone agrees that lukewarm water will definitely what? Expedite the chimot's process. So therefore, that for sure you can't do. So both say, so again, but we're, we're, we're focused on your simple cash. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, you just told me before that you cannot go ahead and knead dough with wine, with oil, and with honey. And remember again, Rabbi Akiva's logic was what? Lechemoni. Right? Lechemoni. Lechemoni or Lechemoni. Right? That's Rabbi Akiva. And yet here you see Rabbi Akiva telling us that he did do it. So it's going on. Lokashia, habiyam tavishon, habiyam tavsheni. Alright, so both say, so interestingly enough, an interesting distinction, when Rabbi Akiva said you can't knead dough with wine, with oil, and with honey, what was that talking about? The first night of Pesach. So the first night of Pesach, where there is a biblical obligation to eat matzah, and the Torah calls that matzah lechem ani, or lechem oni, that's what Rabbi Akiva says, poor man's bread, dough with no additives. When Rabbi Akiva says that he was baking dough on Pesach, baking matzah on Pesach, with wine, with oil, and with honey, that was after the first night. And on both sides, again, after the first night of Pesach, there is no biblical obligation to eat matzah. I, should, I shouldn't say that. The truth is that's a machlokas. There's the opinion of the Grah, who holds that every time you eat matzah over Pesach, you fulfill a, you, you fulfill an asi, you fulfill a positive commandment. But again, Lamaisa, after the first night, Rabbi Akiva says that din of lechem oni doesn't apply. Interesting. Kida amar luhu Rabbi Yoshua libnei, as Rabbi Yoshua said to his son, On the first day of Pesach, for the first day of Pesach, don't make matzah for me by kneading the dough with milk. But after the first night of Pesach, after the first day of Pesach, if you want to make me matzah by going and kneading the dough with milk, ultimately, again, it is permitted. So we'll say, is that true? We just had, we just had this sugya. We learned. So we'll say, so I, just, I just want to point out, so interestingly enough, it happens to be, just to close, before we get into this, it happens to be that Rabban Paskins, that Halacha La you can use Meiser Sheni 
ultimately again for Matzah and Pesach. You can use Maiz Hosheini, and the truth is we already saw that in the Mishnah. That's, that's, that's not a Chiddush. This Machlokis Rabbi Yossi Aglili and Rabbi Akiva about how we interpret Lechem Oni is going to be a major Machlokis that is going to appear a number of times. But now we have Shitas Rabbi Akiva, namely that Lechem Oni is to be understood as Lechem Oni. Ultimately, again, to teach me that what? That Halacha Lamaisa. Rabbi Akiva will say, Lechem Oni teaches me that for the Leil HaSeder, for the Matzah's Mitzvah, for the Dorais obligation of Matzah, you have to use poor man's bread, which means flour and water. No other additives, anything else. But it appears that according to Rabbi Akiva, that then only applies first day of Pesach. After the first day of Pesach, you can make matzah however you want, of course, provided it doesn't become chametz. So you want to go and knead your dough with wine, with oil, and with honey. It appears, according to Rabbi Akiva right now, that that would be okay. So we'll say, the Gemara then quotes Rabbi Yoshua. And Rabbi Yoshua said to his kids, same idea, first day Pesach, make me simple matzah, don't knead the dough with milk. But after the first day Pesach, if you want to knead the dough with milk, you could do that. To which the Gemara says, what? You can never knead dough with milk. We just spoke about this. <laughs> we just recently learned this. That's You can't make milchic bread. Why can't you make milchic bread? Why not? What the Gemara calls hergelavera. What's hergelavera? Bread is a meal staple. Bread is a meal staple. And therefore, halacha lamaisa, if you make a milchik loaf, what's the concern? That you may come to serve that loaf or utilize that loaf even with a fleshik meal. So I will say, therefore, you have, to be very, you have to be very careful. I will say, even, even today, I think I mentioned this the last time we did this, even today, I will say, you know, again, challah that a person cuts up at a meal takes on the status of that meal. A whole loaf not. So if, like, if you're, you're serving challah at, at lunch, you're serving challah at lunch, and your Shabbos lunch, assuming you're having a fleshik, uh, fleshik Shabbos meal, and you cut up challah, you put challah in the basket, and there's leftover cut challah, you can't eat that cut challah with milchiks. That leftover cut challah can't be eaten with milchiks. Love dafka that I have to treat it like fleshiks, but you certainly can't serve it with milchiks. But again, if you have a leftover loaf, the, the leftover part of the loaf could be served, could be utilized for a milchik meal. But this idea of milchik versus fleshik bread is a very serious issue. So how could Rabbi Yoshua tell his kids ultimately to go ahead and halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, Go ahead and knead, knead, knead dough for me with milk on the second day Pesach, or I should say after the first day. Right, mistake. Rabbi Yeshua was talking about milk. He was talking about honey. Talking about honey. All right, milk and honey, people confuse them. So Lamais, again, he wasn't telling his kid to knead anything with milk because no one's making milk with bread. Rather, he said, first day of Piyamtiv, don't go in and make me matzah with honey. But after the first day, you can make me matzah with honey. He buys you. Know, the other possibility is, Li'olam Bechalva could very well be with milk as well. Kedam Ravina Ke'en Tura Shari. Hachinami Ke'en Tura. So we'll say the exception to this rule, I think we mentioned this last time as well, is Halach if the loaf has a specific shape. Like if you were to go ahead, if everyone, if you make the loaf, Ke'en Tura literally means you make a loaf, shaped like an ox. Okay, so if you make a specialized loaf that has a tsura, so everyone knows, ah, this is a milchik loaf, that's going to be permitted.
Good. Vishavin Shane Lashness Haisab potion. So both say but everyone agrees that you can't use lukewarm water to go ahead and make matzah because it expedites the chimot's process. Maishnomi Minachas. What's the interesting Allah? Why is this any different than Minachas? Right, it will say by a carbon min chaluki rashi, mashna be minachas, disnan bahu de baos matzos, vafilo hachin ni loshos be potion umisham shlech nitsu. She will say, remember again, carbon min certain types of minachos come as matzah, unleavened, unleavened loaves. So I will say, yeah, we know the halacha by, by carbon mincha is that you're permitted to go ahead and make it with lukewarm water. So why the difference? Why is it that by matzah you can't make it with lukewarm water, but by mincha you can make it by lukewarm water? This nan, kala minachos niloshin beposhrin, o mishtam shalo yachmitzu. So the Gemara said, we'll say very simple, by mincha, what do we say? You could use lukewarm water. You just have to be very careful that halacha lamaisa doesn't become chametz. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Im amru reason, yomru b'she'in's reason. But also, there's a big difference. Who's making the carbon minchas? It's the Kohanim. Kohanim's reason in who, right? The Kohanim are very zaris. They're very alacritous. They're very careful. So they're going to make sure that ultimately, again, the mincha doesn't become chametz. But matzah, matzah is made by everyone. So how can you be sure that a person is going to exercise the requisite level of zrizos? I, to which the Gemara says, if that's the case, ultimately, again, why can't you soak the grains as well? But we'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, So we'll say, so apparently, if you want to get even finer, finer flour, what you do is you soak the grain kernels. You soak the grain kernels, that removes some of the bran. Well, say it's interesting, right? You see from the Gemara, the Gemara, and the Gemara's, in the Gemara's view, like bran, like everything that we consider like super healthy today, that we pay extra money for, right? In the Gemara, right, that was all the psolas, right? That was all the stuff that nobody ever wanted. It's so, so interesting. So the Gemara says, if you want to get rid of the bran, what would you do? You would soak the grain kernels a little bit. So what, here, listen to what the Gemara is asking. If we assume that the menachos are being prepared by people who are zaris, they're zaris, and therefore halacha again, they won't allow the mincha to become chametz. That's why for a carbon mincha, you could even knead the dough with lukewarm water. Why don't you let them soak the kernels? Let them soak the kernels, remove the bran. But yet, we know the halacha is... Yet we know the halacha is that the grain of menachos we don't soak them in water for fear for fear of it becoming chametz. But I don't understand if the mincha is if the menachos are handled by reason, then why not allow for the soaking of the kernels? We could assume that people will prevent it from becoming chametz. To which the Gemara says, Lisha bizrizin isa, lisisa lesa bizrizin. We will say for one simple reason, because the kneading of the menachas was done by zrizin, but the soaking of the kernels is not necessarily done by zrizin. Then I will say, now the Gemara takes this to mean, the Gemara assumes what this means is, that the kneading of menachas was done by Kohanim, versus the soaking of the kernels would not be done by Kohanim. To which the Gemara says, but one second, Velisha mi'isa bizrizin, but is that true that the kneading of the menachas was done by zrizin, was done by Kohanim, v'hoksiv, v'yitzok ala shemen, v'yavi ala kohen, mi'kmitza ve'iluch mitzvah skuna, 
Limeid al Yitzika Ubalila Shekshere Bechaladam. Yet Rabosa, we know that by Minachos, that's not true. The only part that a coin has to participate in is from the Kamitsa and on. So Rabosa, remember again, the Kamitsa is where the coin takes his three middle fingers, scoops up, right, some of the flower oil combination, and offers that on the Mizbeach. It's only from the Kamitsa and on that has to be done by a coin. Anything before that, <clears throat> Anything before that doesn't have to be done by a coin. If that's the case, Rabosei, then it sounds like even the actual kneading of the Menachos was done by Yisraelim. If that's the case, if that can be done by Yisraelim and Halacha Lamaisa, we are confident that they're not going to let it come become chametz. So why not allow them to soak the kernels? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. The Gemara says, Nihi de bizrizin lesa b'makom zrizin isa. The Amar Mar so we'll say, interestingly enough, the Gemara says like this, you're right. As much as the kneading doesn't have to be done by a Kohen, could be even done by Yisrael, but the kneading of the dough for, or the kneading of the flour for Menachas had to be done in the Beis HaMikdash. So because it had to be done in the Beis HaMikdash, what the Gemara calls a Makom of Zerizus, Therefore, we are confident that even if it's Yisrael who's doing it, he's going to be vigilant and ensure that the mincha does not become, does not become chametz, even if halacha lamaisa, it's being you, you're using lukewarm water. However, again, the Gemara says, lafuki lasisa de'ina bizrizin veloba makom's reason. This comes to exclude lasisa, the soaking of the kernels, which if it were to be done, would not have to be done in the base hamikdash compound. So you'd have both say two things going against it. Number one, it's not being done by Kohanim. Number two, it's not being done by Makum Zrizus. So I both say, you see something very interesting here, which is that in the world of Zrizus, in the world of Zrizus, there are two different levels, right? There are individuals who are Zariz, and there are places which engender Zrizus, which is very interesting, right? So meaning Kohanim are known to be Zariz, but apparently a Yisrael is trusted to be Zariz, if he's in a makom of zrizos, a place of zrizos, a place of alacrity, a place of care and concern, which in this context is the base hamikdash, which I teaches us such an incredible lesson that sometimes I myself may not possess the midah of zrizos. Midah of zrizos is a very important midah, but many of us struggle with it on, on many different levels, whether it's zrizos in the form of timeliness, whether it's zrizos in the form ultimately again of accomplishing tasks on deadlines, or whether it's just general reasons of like getting myself together and like moving myself forward in life. A lot of us struggle with the meat of Zrizos. So you see something amazing, that when you're struggling with Zrizos, sometimes the best thing you can do is put yourself in a makum of Zrizos. Surround yourself with Zoriz people. Because what do you see from this Gemara? Even someone who doesn't have the personalistic status of Zerizos, if he puts himself b'makom Zerizos, is recategorized as a Zariz, which is really pretty incredible. See, even a Yisrael, who is not normally considered in Halacha to be a Zariz, if he is needing the Menachas in the Makom HaMikdash, the Makom of Zerizos makes him into a czar. Such, I will say so, it, it's the secret to success in life that sometimes if I can't 
get myself to where I need to get to. I can't push myself yet to become the person I know I need to become. If I put myself in the right circumstances, if I put myself in the right surroundings, if I surround myself by the right people, sometimes my surroundings can do for me what I cannot do for myself. Such an incredible Musar. So the Gemara goes right Omer. But why is this any different than the Omer? So we'll remember again. Karban Omer, the barley offering brought on the second day Pesach, this Sanya, Minchas Omer, Losis and Osa, Vitzobrin Osa. So we'll say, interestingly enough, by the Karban Omer, we do, we do engage in Lasisa. We'll say, so Lasisa is, Lasisa is the soaking of the kernels. So we see by the Karban Omer, we do soak the kernels, the barley kernels, to remove the bran. So why do we do it over here? We're not concerned by Chomets. To which the Gemara says, Tzibor shiny. But we'll say, remember, Karban Omer is, Karban Omer is a Karban Tzibor, is a communal offering. So the Gemara understands over here, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Minchas Omer Karban Tzibor, who, Vechol Asokin Shalon Nasin Api Beisdin. So we'll say, so because Karban Omer is a Karban Tzibor, the Tzibor is always considered to be Zariz. The Karban itself is prepared under the watchful eye of the Sanhedrin, of the Beisdin. And therefore, again, there is no concern of it becoming comments. Good. So we'll say, let's analyze a bit more. Back to Matzah. So was very interesting. You might have thought that you could fulfill the obligation of Matzah with Bikurim. Remember again, we don't normally think about it this way, but Bikurim are brought from the Shiva Saminim. One of the Shiva Saminim is wheat. So now let's say, we'll say, what do I do? I bring my Bikurim up to the base Hamikdash. I bring my kumar to the base of the should give it to the coin. So I maybe the coin could go ahead and fulfill his mitzvah of matzah with bikurim. Therefore, the pasuk says, "In all of your dwellings, you shall eat matzah." Matzah neachalas bechol moshe sechem yatsu bikurim shein neachalim bechol moshe sechem ela biyushan dira biyosei lili. Shabbos says, "The Torah, when speaking about matzah, <coughs> says." In all of your dwellings, you shall eat matzah, which teaches us what? Only matzah, which could be consumed in all of your dwellings, is permissible for use as matzah. But matzah, which can only be consumed in Yerushalayim, is not fit for use as matzah. I will say bikurim have to be consumed in Yerushalayim. Therefore, Rabbi Yosef Lili says, you can't make matzah out of bikurim. That's Rabbi Yosef Lili. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, matzah umarar. So interestingly enough, Rabbi Akiva agrees. He agrees that yes, you can't go ahead and use matzah made of bikurim, but he learns that from a different reason. He says the Torah equates matzah and marar to teach me. Ma marar she'en a bikurim. We'll say just like marar doesn't come from bikurim. Now, what does it mean marar doesn't come from bikurim? Mar doesn't come from bikurim because as we're going to see again, marar is just not from any of the shiva saminim. So to again, matzah can't come from bikurim as well. I imam moror shein b'mino bikurim. Af matzah shein b'mino bikurim. I say maybe you should say that ultimately, again, just like moror abosai doesn't come from any of the seven species. So so to maybe matzah can't come from any of the seven species of Eretz Yisrael as well. Amad days. Say, so maybe I shouldn't be able to make matzah 
out of wheat or out of barley, because ultimately, again, you bring from those bikurim tamalomar, matzos, matzos, riba. Therefore, once again, this is the same, it's the same Joshua Rabbi Kiva as I saw before. The Torah uses the plural matzos, 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 to teach me you could eat many different kinds of matzos, including made out of wheat and made out of barley. So if that's the case, maybe matzos, matzos, maybe the rebuy of matzos, matzos comes to include that I could even go ahead and make matzah out of bikurim, to which the Gemara says, Hadr be Rabbi Akiva, Ultimately, again, Rabbi Akiva retracted this position, this sanya, because we learned, You might have thought that a person could go and fulfill his obligation of matzah with matzah made of bikurim. But the Torah says, In all of your dwellings you shall eat matzah. The only type of matzah that's fit for use is a matzah which be consumed in all of your dwellings. This comes to exclude Bikurim, and we'll say why. Because Bikurim cannot be consumed in all of your dwellings. Bikurim can only be consumed in Yerushalayim itself. I suppose a kind of looping back to our previous discussion. You might have thought, therefore, again, you can't make matzah out of Maiser Shani either. Because remember, Maiser Shani also could only be eaten in Yerushalayim. Talmud Lomar, Matzos, Matzos, Riba. Therefore, again, the Torah says, Matzos, Matzos, plural, to come to include many different types of matzah. Therefore, teaching me that what? That Allah, I can eat matzah made of Maiser Shani. But I don't understand. So we'll say, so good. I understand the Quran Trebi Yakiva, Matzos, Matzos, Riba, the plural, teaches me that you can make matzahs made out of many different things. But I don't understand. How do you know to include matzahs made out of Meiser Shani and to exclude Meiser, excuse me, matzos made out of Bikurim? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Mar ba'ani Meiser Shani, shiyesh lo heter b'chomo shavos kid Rabbi Elazar. Because I'll tell you why. Because there is a situation where Meiser Shani can be eaten in all of your dwelling place, according to Rabbi Lazar. We'll see what that is in just a moment. But I will say, whereas Bikurim, there is never a heter to eat Bikurim outside of the Beis HaMikdash. So we'll say, what's the case where Meiser Shani ultimately could be eaten outside of the of Yerushalayim? Dam Rabbi Lazar, because how do I know that if Maeser Shani became Tomei, that I could redeem it ultimately again, even in Yerushalayim? Because the Pasuk says, now literally what this Pasuk is referring to, if you look at, so the, the, the Pasuk in its entirety, um, Sorry, the Pasuk in the Torah is, This is talking about Meiser Shani. And if you have Baruch Hashem, too much Meiser Shani, too much actual produce to carry up to Yerushalayim, the Torah tells me that I could redeem it. I could redeem it and take the, take the monetary value ultimately to Yerushalayim and spend the money in Yerushalayim. That means, I'll say so, literally means, literally means you can't carry it. But, the, but listen to this. Rabbi Lazar has a different drasha. Ve'en seis el He says seis means to eat. 
Where do we see this? Rabbi Bosei, incredible. Shneimar vayisa masos meis panov. So Bosei, so remember again, we just had this. This is by Yosef and the brothers. Vayisa masos meis panov aleim vateirav masos binyamim mimasos kulam chomish yados. Vayishdu vayishkiru imo. So Bosei, so you see over here that Rabbi Lozer says seis means to eat. Stay for Bosei. Rabbi Lozer holds kilosucha seiso. He's talking about a case of Meister Sheni where you can't eat it. Why can't you eat it? Because it became Tomei. Rabbi Lazar holds that Meisr Shini, which became Tomei, could be consumed right where you are. You redeem it, and you could consume it right where you are. Shnei Amar, it's man shamus leidor Meisr Shini, nafuk bey. I will say, who is the opinion who holds that normally you could go in and use Meisr Shini matzah? Rabbi Akiva, and ultimately, again, you see that he excludes Meister Shani, excuse me, Bikurim, from Bechomo Shosechim. Shmamina Hadrabe. You see from here, ultimately, again, that Rabbi Akiva retracted that position. Fine. Rabbi Yosei Alili, why doesn't Rabbi Yosei Alili learn it out from Lechamoni? Mi so why doesn't Rabbi Yosei learn it out like we saw before? From Lechem Oni, remember again, Rabbi Yosei we saw this earlier, Darshan's Oni with an Aleph, right? To teach me that what? It's only type of matzah you could eat is the type of matzah which could be consumed in a state of mourning. But that should exclude this type of matzah which could only be consumed, quote unquote, in a state of simcha. So we'll say that would exclude Bikurim as well. So we'll say, listen to this. The Raisa says as follows that Bikurim cannot be consumed by an owning, someone in a state of mourning. Rabbi Shimon Matir, Rabbi Shimon says that it's mutter, my time at the Rabbanan. So we'll say, why, what's the logic of the Rabbanan? Because the Pasik says, you shall not eat them in your gates. Mm-hmm. The Truma of your hand, this refers to Bikurim. The Iskish Bikurim Lemaiser. Bikurim is compared to Maiser. Ma Maiser, Asr La'onin, just like Maiser. Right? Is, oh, Maeser Shani is not permitted to be consumed by an onin. Af bikurim asr onin. So to bikurim cannot be consumed by an onin. For Rabbi Shimon, truma karinhu rachmana. And Rabbi Shimon will say the Torah calls it truma. Kitruma, ma truma muteris la onin. Just like truma itself is permitted to an onin. Af bikurim muter la onin. So to bikurim, according to Rabbi Shimon, ultimately again could be consumed by an onin. Rabbi Shimon. Nehi de hekish lesle simcha mia michtov ksivabu. But we'll see, here's the problem. I understand that you don't want to hold of the hekish, but what do you do by the fact that the Torah speaks about the concept of simcha in relationship to bikurim, which would seem to indicate to us that bikurim cannot be consumed in a state of mourning? Interestingly enough, does not come to tell me that Bikurim could only be consumed in a state of Simcha, or to say a little bit differently, that Bikurim cannot be consumed by one who is in mourning. Rather, Vesamach Tebechalatov is actually coming to teach you about a time frame. How so? This is very interesting. Rabbi if you bring your Bikurim between Shavuos and Sukkis, maybe the Korei. 
that you bring, and you also recite the you also recite the kriya. But also remember again, there's a concept called mikra bikurim. But also we actually have this in the Haggadah, in the Haggadah, so a good part of the Magid section. Arami Oved Avi. That's Mikra Bikurim. That's the section you actually say when you bring your Bikurim. So if you bring your Bikurim, what the Gemara calls Bishas Simcha. Bishas Simcha means from between Shavuos and Sukkis, then you bring and you also recite the accompanying reading. Me'achag ad Chanukah, but also interestingly enough, if you go ahead and you bring your Bikurim from between Sukkis and Chanukah, maybe ve'ena kore. Ultimately, again, you bring, but you do not recite the accompanying Psukim. Say for both, interestingly enough, <coughs> What this really comes down to, now, now you really, we really drill down to what it is, the Torah discusses the concept of simcha in association with bikurim. So interestingly enough, the Machol case is how to understand that. So one opinion will say, the Torah is telling me that bikurim can only be consumed in a state of simcha, which comes to exclude what? An onen from consuming bikurim. Second opinion say, no, B'samachta B'falatov is not telling you about the emotional state you have to be in when consuming Bikurim. In fact, V'samachta is coming to give you the time frame, ultimately again, for Mikra Bikurim. If you go ahead and you bring your Bikurim Bizman Simcha, Bizman Simcha means what? From between Shavuos and Sukkis, then you go ahead, you bring the Bikurim, and you, do the accompany, you read the accompanying Psukim. If you bring your Bikurim after the Zman Simcha, which is what? Which is between Sukkis and Chanukah, you still bring, but you do not read the accompanying Psukim. Incredible. We'll say, let's at least begin this next week. So I just want to point out what, what I still owe you, Halacha Lamaisa, and this is, and this actually is an interesting, this is actually an, an important sugi, is the Halachos concerning, concerning making of Matzah with May Peros. Right, that that the Gemara we're going to see the Gemara kind of closed out that sugya without really giving us, without really giving us any type of final ruling. We are going to see this is Simon Tov Samech Beis in Shulchan Aruch. Again, I'm going to find the opportunity to go through it with you. It's three Sifim, so just just know that we still have to do that piece of halacha lemaisa. Okay, let's transition to a sister topic. Ten Rabbanon Lechamoni. So we'll say, back, still focusing on lechamoni, prat lechalot u ashisha. This comes to exclude chalot and ashisha. So we'll say, what's, what's chalot and ashisha? Um, sorry. Right, prat lechalot u ashisha. So we'll say, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, he quotes, ishkali darsa, if you look, if you look in the Hagos with Siyunim, it says, lahavi b'maga imayim roschin. So we'll say, chalot, is scalded matzah. Scalded matzah. So what you would do is apparently, he points out over here, you would dip the dough into scalding water. So you would scald the matzah. So you can't use that for matzah. Lechamoni says you can't use chalit and ashisha. Ashisha, Rashi says over here, is gluska gidola, an, un- an unusually large loaf. So these can't be used for matzah. So I will say, it appears that remember the fact that the, the fact that the Gemara is excluding these items based on lechem oni indicates to me what that these were like a fancier type of bread, right? A scalded matzah or an unusually large matzah. This was fancier, and the Torah mandates for matzah that what lechem oni, poor man's bread, poor man's bread, 
So you might have thought to say, therefore a person could only go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah of matzah pas hadra. Now Rashi's hadra, shenitol kol hadar, the hainu pas kibar. So we'll say pas kibar is the most inferior type of bread. So you might have thought, maybe lechem oni requires me to use the most inferior flour, most inferior type of bread. Tamalomar, matzos, matzos, riba, afilu ki matzos shel shlomo. Even about say you could even use matzos like shlomelech, which I will say tells you something very interesting. Matzah has to be made out of flour and water. What kind of flour can you use? You could use even so less nikiah. You could use the finest flour. There's no restriction on using fine flour. What the restriction is really on is on two things, additives and baking processes. So for example, you can't make scolded matzah. Scolded matzah, not scolded. Right, scolded, right? You, you, you can't make scalded matzah, right? Or you can't go ahead and make this unusually large matzah. Those are considered to be fancier things. But in terms of the quality of the flour you use, the Gemara says, you want to use flour like Shlomelech's flour? Not a problem. If that's the case, why does the Torah call this lechem oni? It comes to exclude this chalot, this scalded matzah, and ashisha, the very large matzah. My mashma, the high ashisha, lishna dechashivusa. How do you know about say that ashisha, this scalded item, is chashiv? Dechsev vayechalik lechala am lechala moin yisrola meishva ad isha leish chalos lechem achos. The Afshar Echad, the Ashisha Achad. So we'll say, this is talking about again when they made a celebration. They made a celebration in the times of David Amelech regarding, <coughs> excuse me, regarding the Aron. And ultimately, again, the Torah tells us that David Amelech made a great feast. He made a great feast. And again, it says everybody got what? Everybody got an Ashisha. So you see from here that Ashisha is something Choshev. Everybody got, every single person got one-sixth of a cow, of an ox. And Ashisha is a loaf that is one-sixth of an eifah. The Shmuel, this argues on Shmuel, because Shmuel says, Dhamma Shmuel, Ashisha garba de chamro. Shmuel says that an ashisha, in fact, Rabbi Osei has nothing to do with a loaf of bread, but rather an ashisha is a garba de chamro. It's actually a measurement of wine. The chsiv, because he quotes over here the pasuk from Hosea, and the pasuk says va'ohave ashisha anavim. Those who love the ashisha anavim. Alright, Rabbi Osei, we'll stop over here for today. So again, Rabbi what you begin to see, and this is really going to be quite fascinating. We're going to continue in this sugya is you see the general tension of trying to understand the definition of Lechem Oni. So you already saw one Machlokes, Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Is it Oni with an Aleph, thereby coming to exclude items which cannot be consumed in a state of mourning, that is Rabbi Yossi Aglili, or is it Oni ultimately again with an Ayin, right, poor man's, and is it Oni or is it Oni? Is it poor man's bread or is it Oni bread that you speak a lot about? And again, each of these interpretations are going to have their own machogs. So Rabbi Yosef comes out of something very important. See, the Gemara entertains a very important Havamina, which it then dismisses. You might have thought that Lechem Oni means you have to use the most inferior type of bread possible. The Gemara calls Pas Kibar. 
Kamash Malanda, Kamash Lechem Oni says, you can make your matzah out of the finest flour. So we see Lechem Oni really is manifest in the way, ultimate, in two ways. Number one, additives, right? Lechem Oni precludes you from using any additives other than water and flour and also manner of preparation. It has to be a simple matzah that is baked, not scolded, not unusually large. Emirat Hashem to be continued tomorrow.